Hello, this is Meghnath from NewsLaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Friday, June fifth, and it's my favorite cousin's birthday. So happy birthday, favorite cousin who listens to this podcast regularly, but I shall not name. Have a great day, dude. Anyway, the current count of positive coronavirus cases now stands at two lakh twenty-seven thousand three hundred and seventy-six. and the death count is at 6367 the worldwide count of positive cases is at 6515000 with 387000 confirmed deaths an analysis of the health ministry's data on covid-19 shows india reported first 1000 deaths due to coronavirus in 48 days since the government started collecting data on the pandemic now the same number is being reported in around 4 days The rising numbers are a worrying sign as the center and states have been opening the economy which has been locked down since March 25th. The center has announced new rules for allowing shopping malls, restaurants, hotels and places of worship to open as a part of what it calls quote unquote unlock one. The guidelines which will come into effect from Monday include measures like staggering visitors to malls and no touching of idols at religious places. Detailed rules were also issued for offices which have been allowed to reopen over the past few weeks. However, all establishments that come under containment zones will remain closed as announced earlier. The guidelines said that temperature screenings will be a must at entrances and visitors will be allowed only if they use face cover to masks which should be worn at all times inside. Cinema halls, gaming arcades and children play areas in these establishments will remain closed. The government has also withdrawn restrictions on intra and inter district movement of people and goods but several states have chosen to maintain their status quo Experts say that easing restrictions may lead to a sudden rise in coronavirus cases in the country but the center facing financial distress due to the shutting down of the economy for weeks says people will just have to learn to live with the virus Indian and Chinese military officials led by lieutenant generals from both armies will meet on Saturday in order to resolve the weeks long row along the line of actual control LAC According to reports the meeting is expected to take place at 8 am on Saturday at Chushul Moldo border point on the Chinese side Lieutenant generals from both sides including 10 Indian officials will take part in the meeting The proposed lieutenant general level talks come after multiple rounds of military dialogue held so far at various levels all of which have failed to achieve any breakthrough. India has made it clear that no compromise will be made with regard to maintaining the sanctity of India's borders and that while India believes in peace it is firm and resolute when it comes to the defense of its territory. This has been reflected in spirit even in the four or more agreements between India and China which have historically formed the mechanism for border management. Tensions escalated along the line of actual control in the last few weeks following a number of skirmishes between Indian and Chinese troops. Starting from the first week of May, China has been able to bring in more than 5000 troops in the eastern Ladakh sector along the line of actual control. Initially they surprised the Indian side by the heavy troop movement but then India also started matching it by rushing in troops from its reserve division trained in high altitude warfare 
This was in addition to the troops already deployed in the Ladakh sector as a part of the three division based in Karu. Since the first week of May, the Chinese who are sitting inside Indian territory at some places on the LAC, there has not been any change in the ground situation and multiple face-offs had taken place between the soldiers on both sides. Two Congress lawmakers resigned on Thursday in a setback to the party ahead of June 19 elections to four Rajya Sabha seats from Gujarat. The resignations have prompted Congress to divide its remaining legislators into seven groups and rush them to different places in the state to prevent further desertions until the polling is held. The Gujarat seats are going to polls along with 20 other states across the country. Five Congress legislators earlier resigned from the Assembly in March. Two more seats remain vacant in the State Assembly because of litigation due to poll-related disputes. The governing Bhartiya Janta Party with 103 seats needs two more votes to win three of the four Rajya Sabha seats. The Congress is now banking on Bhartiya Tribal Party's two members, the lone legislator from Nationalist Congress Party and independent lawmaker Jignesh Mewani to win two seats. The BJP has fielded Abhay Bharadwaj, Ramila Ben Bara and Narhari Amin. Shakti Singh Gohil and Bharat Singh Solanki are the Congress's candidates. Congress leader Ahmed Patel accused the BJP of horse trading amid the COVID-19 crisis. He tweeted, quote, Isn't Gujarat government the only one in the world where, one, government has abandoned people in the middle of a global pandemic, two, refused to fund train fare for poor migrants, three, but leaves no stone unturned to fund horse trading activities for a Rajya Sabha election, unquote. The BJP rejected the allegations, saying Congress legislators were leaving the party as they were unhappy with its leadership. Amin said, quote, I believe that some more Congress legislators would also resign in the near future. They are leaving Congress because they are unhappy with the party's leadership, unquote. The Supreme Court has told the states that they will get 15 more days to transport migrants home from the cities amid the coronavirus lockdown adding it will pass an order on the issue of stranded migrants on Tuesday. Today's hearing came days after the Supreme Court took up the issue on its own and passed several orders to the state to help them reach home. The center requested the top court not to issue new guidelines for quarantine for now, as all efforts need to be on bringing migrants home first. Appearing for the central government, Solicitor General Tushar Mehta said the railways have run 4,228 special Shramik trains till June 3rd and taken 57 lakh people home. He said 41 lakh others have gone home by road, taking the total migrants who have left the cities to nearly 1 crore. Mehta said the maximum number of trains have gone to Uttar Pradesh and Bihar. He told the top court, quote, we have on record a chart which shows how many workers are yet to be shifted and how many trains are required for it. The states have also prepared charts, unquote. The three-judge bench of Justice Ashok Bhushan, Sanjay Kishan Kaul, and M.R. Shah pointed out that according to the chart, Maharashtra has only asked for one train, to which the Solicitor General said they have already run 802 trains from Maharashtra. The top court said, quote, What we intend to do is we will give you and the states 15 days to transport all migrants. All states bring on record how they will provide employment and other kinds of relief. There should be registration of migrants." Unquote. Appearing on behalf of migrant workers, advocate Colin Gonsalves said the registration system is not working. 
leaving thousands of migrant workers unable to register. During the hearing, one by one, several states read out the data they have collected on migrants who have returned home. Gujarat said 20.5 lakh migrants have been sent home from the state. Maharashtra said 11 lakh have left the state, while some 38,000 remain. And Delhi said some 2 lakh migrant workers have stayed back in the national capital. The Uttar Pradesh government said it hasn't charged for the special Shramik train tickets. Bihar said 28 lakh have returned and the Nitish Kumar government has identified 10 lakh migrants for possible employment. West Bengal said nearly 4 lakh migrants are in camps and the state has been serving meals to around a lakh people. Odisha said it is taking extra care as a lot of migrants are returning to their states via Odisha. The centre allowed the special Shramik trains to run over a month after the coronavirus lockdown was enforced in late March after thousands of migrants running low on food and money started walking home hundreds of kilometres as public transport was banned. By the way, Chehek Gupta from News Laundry has been documenting the stories of migrant workers who have tragically lost their lives during this migration. Head over to our website and read about these untold stories. So far, we have 170 records and counting. SpaceX has pulled off its second launch in five days, successfully deploying 60 satellites into lower Earth orbit in the V hours of Friday. At 6.55 a.m. IST today, a Falcon 9 rocket lifted off from Space Launch Complex 40 of Florida's Cape Canaveral Air Force Station with 60 Starlink satellites in tow. Sometime later, it successfully deployed all of the 60 satellites into the target orbit and made its way back to Earth before landing on SpaceX's second drone ship called Just Read the Instructions. Yeah, that's actually what it's called. The mission also marked the first time that SpaceX successfully used a Falcon 9 first-stage rocket booster for five times, marking yet another achievement in the company's promise of reusable space missions. Starlink, which is the brainchild of SpaceX chief Elon Musk, aims to create a string of satellites all around Earth in a bid to beam down internet everywhere. As per Musk, the project will make it possible to deploy internet and get connectivity in areas that so far remain extremely difficult or even impossible to reach with optic fiber cables. While the concept of beaming internet down from above isn't new, what's novel is Musk's approach. Once Starlink becomes fully operational, it will reportedly have a string of at least 12,000 satellites placed in an orbit that is closer to Earth than any other geosynchronous satellite orbit so far. This relatively low-altitude net, coupled with a large number of relay satellites, will help beam consistent and widespread internet connectivity all around the world. Today's mission was the 8th Starlink satellite deployment mission, each of which has carried 60 satellites into orbit. This brings the total number of Starlink satellites orbiting Earth up to 482. So far, US records suggest that up to 2,000 satellites are in deployment around Earth, and a total of about 9,000 have so far been launched. This underlines the ambitious scale of the SpaceX Starlink project, although industry viewpoint has been largely bullish on this. SpaceX is enjoying a lean streak at the moment after pulling off the first manned commercial spaceflight mission on May 30th. NASA astronauts Bob Behnken and Doug Hurley took off and reached the International Space Station aboard SpaceX manned spacecraft Crew Dragon. 
in a launch that was followed with plenty of fanfare across the world. With the astronauts now in ISS and Crew Dragon docked to the ISS, SpaceX will now be undertaking other missions. Next fanfare which is expected to follow is the shuttle's return back home. That should happen anytime between one to four months from now. And now for some stuff from the gorgeous coral reefs of newslaundry.com. In April, we started a wonderful experimental podcast called NL versus NL. The idea is simple. We take two people with opposite views on a subject and let them debate about it in a timed setting. This is an attempt to make debates great again. The way we do this is that we send a form to subscribers of News Laundry with 10 quote-unquote divisive questions. Then our amazing algorithm which we have developed internally matches two people and we invite them to debate. The algorithm is basically me and another person. Kafi advanced, you see. Anyway, this has been going great. We are now finishing up round one and heading for round two. This time we have issues like communism versus capitalism, legalization of marijuana, whether we all live in a simulation and lot more. So if you want to be a part of this amazing experiment, which we now call politicalshadi.com, do subscribe to newslaundry.com. You can listen to the episodes of NL versus NL on our other podcast channel called NL Conversations. Oh, and by the way, if you're a student and you cannot afford a News Laundry subscription, we have started a nifty little scheme for you. Write to us and we will send you a student subscription form. Once you fill it up, you will be a part of a queue to get a free subscription. This is all enabled by the generosity of some of our subscribers who were kind enough to sponsor this scheme. Please do apply and enjoy. That's all the news I have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow and do not get out of your house, goddammit. Stay safe. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. 